92 purchase, 50 rehab, and we've got it listed right now for uh, 209-299. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Heard of crowdfunding and still curious about how you can benefit from it? Well, we've got a step-by-step guide put together just for you by the best ever team and patch of land, the industry's leading crowdfunding experts. The best crowdfunding crash course ever, episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173 will provide you all you need to know to get started and begin benefiting immediately. Whether it's getting access to funds for your project or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started with Patch of Land. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Andrew Davis. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Joe. How's it going? It's going well. I am excited to talk to you and learn more about your path and your company and your business. A little bit about Andrew. Actually, Andrew's joining us, for those of you from sunny Florida. He's in Orlando, Florida, home of Mickey and Minnie Mouse and Goofy and Pluto and all those other crazy characters. He is an investor agent at Keller Williams. He's a full-time investor. He just started full-time investing, although he's got some properties under his belt. He just started doing that last August. So that's going to be interesting to hear about his story um, and what it's been like so far. He has a single-family home, a duplex, and currently he has two single-family homes under contract in Central Florida. So keep your fingers and toes crossed for him on those two. And interesting... And non-real estate related, we have a chess master on our hands today <laughs> on today's show. He went to state in chess in the fifth grade. A young chess guy. Young Bobby Fisher. Young Bobby Fisher. <laughs> there you go. He is smarter than a computer. That's who we have. <laughs> That's who we have on today's show. That's going to be my new tagline. There you go. Huh? Yeah, there you go. TM that thing. <laughs> So with that being said, Andrew, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. Yeah, super, super stoked to be on the show with you and your best ever listeners um, and just appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, like like you mentioned in the intro, uh, I started investing full time in August of, uh, of last year. Um, I'd always loved real estate, um, used to destroy my parents in Monopoly. <laughs> And I didn't, I just didn't know that you could do that in real life. And, um, I picked up a copy of, this is pre iPod, not like I'm really old, but I'm, I'm acting like I am. Um, but I picked up a copy of Dolph DeRoos. You ever heard of Dolph DeRoos? Of course. Yeah. Commercial real estate investing. I read his book. I, he talks about helipads and all sorts of ways to make money. Exactly. And I, I gotta, I don't know how, I think I like went to like when Borders was going out of business or something, I think I like got his CDs for I don't know, five bucks or something. And I, I used to have a job where I would drive. I was in the car all the time. So I started listening to his CDs and, um, it was just, it just blew my mind. It was just, it just absolutely blew my mind. And, um, he was, you know, he would talk about all the different ways you can add value and how to force appreciation and 
leverage and, and, uh, it just, it was like a whole new world. And I'd always been, uh, had an entrepreneurial bent. Uh, and so when I just, when I sort of discovered real estate investing, it was just, yeah, my eyes were open. I was just so thrilled that this was actually a thing that people did. And I, and I pretty much from then, I just couldn't stop, uh, educating myself, learning about it and, and just kind of soaking up everything I could talking to people and, uh, and just getting as much information as I could about it. Have you been investing? You said you started investing full time last August. Have you gotten your two properties, a single family home in duplex since you started in August? Correct. Yeah. So it's been a a lot of acquisitions, relatively speaking, for somebody on their own. Mm -hmm. So how have you done that? Yeah. So I just, I really hit the ground running when I, when it kind of clicked for me, my wife really just gracefully pushed me into real estate. I was kind of, I was kind of, I'd always talked about real estate and real estate investing and, you know, she just kept encouraging me to jump into it. And so I finally did. And I just hit the ground running. I joined my, you know, my local RIA. I got super active on bigger pockets. I just told anybody and everybody that would listen that I was interested in real estate investing and started taking investors out to lunch and pretty quickly you know, learn the basics, I would say, in terms of just how to evaluate a deal, what's a good deal, what's not, and connected with an investor-friendly agent here in Orlando. And we just started going out and looking at properties after properties after properties and and putting in offers on things. And so that single family home that I own, picked that up in March. And we actually just finished uh, just finished the rehab on that. It was about a 10-week project and just put it on the market, actually. And then the duplex was a foreclosure. And that was a, that was, geez, that was about a four-month contract period because there was some issue with uh, recording the deed into Fannie Mae, but we just closed on that as well. But yeah, so I just went after it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely nobody's ever accused me of being cautious. <laughs> well, so it sounds like your business model mm-hmm. is uh, fix and flip, right? Is that what you just described? It's fix and flip and buy and hold. Yeah, I'm doing. I do both. Okay, so you mentioned the first house, you finished the rehab, and I believe you said you I was trying to write as fast as possible. I believe you said you sold it or it's on the market. And the second one, are you selling that as well? No, that's going to be a rehab and rent. Ah, uh, okay. That, that was an awesome deal. It's a duplex, uh, picked it up for 48 It needs about 30000 in rehab. And uh, then each side will rent out for about seven fifty a month. So that's, a, that's a going to be a nice little cash flow property for us. So you'll be all in, let's see, let's do that math real quick. It's 78,000 total. Mm-hmm. All in and you're renting it out for 1500 bucks if both sides are rented. Correct. So 1500 divided by 78. Oh wow, yeah, 1.9%. Mm-hmm. That's great. And for best ever listeners, that's one way to evaluate it very down and dirty is to look at how much you pay, how much you rent, and then just divide the rent into what you pay, including the fix-up costs. And uh, they say it's a 2% rule. I've never accomplished a 2% rule, but you're knocking on the door of 2%, so congratulations on that. Pretty darn close, man. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, to accomplish a 2% rule, you've got to kind of get into those B to C neighborhoods. I would say this one lands right there. It's it's um, it's blue collar. I mean, I, I did some research on the area and walked the neighborhood and connected with some of the neighbors. So I felt good about investing in that area. But it's, um, you know, it's not, it's definitely not an A neighborhood. Where specifically for those familiar with the Orlando area? Yeah, it's in Sanford, which, um, which, you know, I guess Trayvon Martin would be anybody that's not familiar with, uh, with, the, with the Orlando area, but it's in Sanford, which is about 30 minutes outside of Orlando. 
You talked through the process, either you might not have realized it, but you just told us the exact process to take whenever you're getting started. And you had mentioned you joined Local RIA, got active on Bigger Pockets, you started having lunch meetings, then you learned the basics, then you built a team, then you started buying. Um, let's get to the buying part. How did you have the money to pay for the first couple properties? I didn't. <laughs> okay, even better. That's even, okay. So, how how did you finance it? Yeah, so I actually just posted a forum on Bigger Pockets about this first this flip that we just put on the market. Um, and basically, what I did is I is I had a, I connected with some great hard money lenders in the area. So I, I always have that as a backup. Um, and even when I do like my direct mail stuff, you know, and say I can pay cash, like I have hard money lenders lined up as a backup, but. I had just heard so much talk about people raising private money, and I connected with people that were raising private money. And um, you know, I had this deal, and the, the numbers on the flip, just real quick, were we picked it up for ninety-two, uh, needed about fifty thousand in rehab, and the ARV was somewhere around two hundred to two ten. So I just did the numbers real quick, and I said I can offer an investor ten percent interest only while I've got their money, and then ten percent of the profits. And if we flip this thing in six months, which is about which will be about right, um, and maybe even sooner than that, depending on when it sells, you know, an investor is going to make 16% annualized on his money. Like I, I do that deal. And so I just put together a presentation. Actually, um, I hired a designer off of, uh, not Odesk. It's another like outsourcing website, um, called peopleperhour.com. Just hired a designer, gave, um, gave him all the details, pictures, all that kind of stuff. And he put together a really great presentation for me. Uh, and then I just shared that. I shared that with friends. I shared that with investors I connected with at the RIA family members. And then ultimately I posted it on bigger pockets and got a ton of great feedback from the investors on bigger pockets and had a guy reach out to me from uh, Michigan and he, he funded the whole purchase price of the property. Wow. That's amazing. And you, so you shared that investor presentation publicly. Correct. Yeah. I posted it in the marketplace on bigger pockets. Can you share that with me? And then for the best ever listeners, I can have a link to download it just for them to check out too, just to see what you're talking about. Absolutely. I'm making a note of it right now. All right. And I am too, because sometimes I forget that I say something like that and I get a tweet like, hey, <laughs> give me that document. Where's that presentation? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, best ever listeners, you can just go to my website, joefairless.com forward slash show. And then just look up this episode and you'll be able to find it. Just Google Andrew Davis, Joe Fairless. That works too. Okay, great. So you've got the presentation. You've got, you've got the, the private money. How did you find the deal again? Was it through that investor-friendly agent? Exactly. Yeah, it was an MLS deal. Um, popped up and I think they had like – it was listed at 87.5. And I think the first day they had 10 offers in on it. And so we knew, we just knew it was a good deal. It was a Fannie Mae or it was a, a foreclosure. Uh, we knew it was a good deal. We knew the numbers worked. And so we just came in and we wanted, we wanted to do it. So rather than try to lowball it, we just came in at 5,000 over asking and just beat out all the investors, all the other investors. This isn't the duplex. This is a single family, right? This is a single family, correct. And what are the numbers behind the single family? 92 purchase, 50 rehab, and we've got it listed right now for uh, 209. 2099. All right. So we've got 142,000 all in, not including any miscellaneous costs. And then 209. What do you think you'll sell it for? I imagine we've gotten some some strong interest so far, but I imagine we'll sell it somewhere around 200, 205. In what period of time? 
rehab was 10 weeks from, you know, from the day we closed to when we put it back on the market. So it's just whenever it sells. So I projected 60 days on the market. So I think we'll, we'll wrap the whole thing up in less than six months. Now you mentioned your model is both fix and flip and buy and hold. You're buying and holding the duplex. What about these other two single families you have under contract? One's a flip and one's a buy and hold. And how do you determine which one you should flip and which one you should buy and hold? That 2% rule. Um, if, if, if the rents for a property are going to be less than 1% of what I have into it, I'm going to, I'm going to flip it. Um, most likely, or I'm just, or if you know that, or I'm just not going to get it at all. But if I'm going to get a good, you know, if I'm going to get a good return on it, so that just the deals I have under contract right now, the one that's a flip, it's a 165 purchase. It's probably a 60k rehab, and then we'll list it at around 315. But we could only rent it for maybe 1800 a month, and then the rental we've got under contract for 75. It probably needs a quick 10 and rental rehab. And we can rent that for between thirteen and fourteen hundred dollars a month. So I just evaluate the cash flow, and I know if I'm just sitting on all that equity, I can, I can flip that and take that and you know deploy that money better. Basically, are you going to manage the properties yourself? Absolutely not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my worst nightmare. It's up there. Believe me. What are you going to do with management? Uh, I've connected with some really good property managers in the area through the RIA, through um, finding rental properties for some friends of mine. I connected with a great property management company. So, uh, I, yeah, I've connected with several, kind of chatted with them. So they cover different areas of town. Um, but they've just got a pretty standard 10%. But I was what was really impressive to me was their screening process, um, how automated their rent collection is. Like it's all direct deposit. And then beyond that, just their um, kind of not their maintenance, but their upkeep, like just the, the they're, they're in the properties every six months, you know, inspecting all kind of the things that the tenants could possibly screw up. But then just any, you know, any issues that might come up with the property and then those specific to Central Florida. So they're looking for mold and the ducks and things like that. So they're really taking good care of the properties. And that's that's what I look for is I, I really if I'm going to pay somebody, you know, 10 percent of my gross rents, everybody every month. I want to be sure that they're they're doing a fantastic job taking care of my property and I can really be hands off. You talked about how you you just started as far as a full-time investor this past August. You told me or at least in your bio you sent me before the show. Yeah. You said after 9 years at a large company, you decided you wanted to be an entrepreneur because you had it in your heart. What were you doing before and more relevant and what I'd like you to spend more time on is what was the tipping point where it's like, okay, now I'm quitting, I'm making the change? I think the tipping point for me, there's a couple of tipping points. One, um, I met my wife and she lived in Florida and I was in Portland, Oregon. I sensed a West Coast thing from you when you said stoked. I was like, that's not a Florida guy. <laughs> I, lived in, I lived in Southern California for seven years. so There it is. Okay. There's the stoked. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a big one. I mean, it was just I was really ready, but I think I think and you know this, Joe, and I imagine your best ever listeners know this as well, is I was just having I was having lunch with another investor today and we were talking and he was saying, Well, you know, I'm not creative. And I said, No, I think we're all creative. I think it's just where creative some of us are artistically creative, some of us are creative in business. And man, I can't, you know, I couldn't sing a note or draw you a picture to save my life. But I do have a lot of business and entrepreneurial creativity. And I think the tipping point for me was there was not in my job and that big company, there just was not an outlet for that. Um, and I would put together proposals and 
new business plans and try to set up new systems. And it was, um, you know, I mean, they didn't fire me, but it wasn't, I just didn't have, I didn't have the ability to express that creativity. And I also couldn't control my own income. I mean, I couldn't, you know, I was just really limited and, uh, and I was well paid and well taken care of, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't enough. So I think the tipping point for me was just realizing that I didn't love what I was doing and I wasn't able to use the gifts, my God given gifts in what I was doing. I just, and, and so I just wasn't, I wasn't passionate. I wasn't happy. Um, and I didn't feel like I was making a difference. Andrew, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? So I thought, thought a lot about this, but this is something, the first investor I ever had lunch with, this is something he said to me, and I remember it to this day, and it's never fall in love with a deal or never fall in love with a property. Tell us a little bit about that. So my first deal that I got under contract out here in Florida, you know, the numbers worked, uh, but it was just too, it was too big for my first deal. It was going to require too much of my capital and it was going to take too much of my time and there was too many unknowns. But I had invested so much sort of of my my time and my effort, and I kind of dreamed about how well this deal was going to work out and how much money I was going to make on it. And um, and in the end, it just it just didn't work. The numbers didn't work. I couldn't couldn't raise the capital I needed for it. It was just a little bit too risky. There was too many moving pieces. And um, if I had just stepped back from that for a moment and realized, hey, there's going to be other deals. You know, this one's not going to work out. But, you know, just just keep at it. Uh, I wouldn't have expended so much emotional energy. I mean, it was, you know, we were under contract for about two months and I was spending a ton of time getting bids and, you know, trying to raise funds and talking to different lenders and, and really agonizing over how we're going to do this deal. And I was just trying to make a deal work that wasn't that wasn't going to work. And had I uh, been honest with myself up front about that, I could have just you know, had a day of disappointment and had a milkshake or whatever, and then just, just moved on, you know, moved on and, and kept looking for that next deal. And I think I would have just gotten, you know, I started pretty quick and I've, and I've had some great success, you know, pretty quickly, which I'm really thankful for. But I think just reflecting on that, if I had not been so tied up in that deal, I could have just, I just could have kept going and I wouldn't have been stuck. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I was born ready. Oh, first, a quick word from our best ever partners crowdfunding. You've heard about it and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's p-a-t-c-h-o-f-l-e-n-d.com forward slash best ever. Are you tired of being a landlord? Are you tired of wholesaling, flipping, rehab, headaches, Thousands of investors have felt the same way. Go to 1000houses.com forward slash Mitch. That's the number 1000houses.com forward slash M-I-T-C-H. Andrew, what's the best ever book you've read? The Snowball. Uh, it's Warren Buffett's biography written by Alice Schrader. How come that's the best ever? He talks about the beauty of compound interest in a way that any like true investor just will get excited about. I rarely read a book twice, and I've read that book twice, and it's probably one of those books I'll read every couple years. It's just an amazing story, um, just about obviously just the most successful investor of our time, and gives you just insight into him and the person he is. But also, just um, I think for you know for investors, for your best ever listeners, how he evaluates companies and deals can be directly applied to how to evaluate property and and real estate investments. What's one thing that you've taken away from that book that you've applied to your real estate business? Margin of safety. 
always overestimate the rehab costs and always underestimate the after repair value or if you're doing buy and hold same thing you know if you think it's going to rent for fifteen hundred dollars a month when you're doing your projections say fourteen hundred and if you think it's going to cost 10k to rehab say 15 or 20k and if the deal still works if there's still a little meat on the bone then you know you've got a good deal best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it <laughs> it's ongoing um it's marriage and I learn something new every day, but I think what my biggest learning experience from marriage has been is that the world doesn't really revolve around me, that there's perspectives and opinions and thoughts other than mine that are good and right. And um, yeah, it just taught me to be less selfish, just taught me to be more thoughtful, more considerate, and uh, just made me a better person. Best ever success habit that you practice? So I like to get up early, 5.30, sometimes 5 uh, before anybody else is up and the first thing I do in the morning is I have uh, my goals and my plan to achieve those goals written out on a single sheet of paper and I just read that aloud to myself every day. What were today's goals? Today's goals is the statement is by the age of 35 I will earn one million dollars per year by investing in real estate through flips and uh, acquiring large multifamily properties. How old are you? I'm 30. I got five years. All right let's make it happen. Yeah man. Best ever deal you've done? I think this one that's currently on the market, the one I shared you know, with you and the, the best ever listeners, um, I was able to get the property funded by a private investor and then I brought in a contractor on the deal and made him part of the deal and he funded the rehab. So I'm into it for very little money. Um, so my return on investment is going to be pretty astronomical. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? I think the thing I'm most excited about right now is um, partnering with private investors. That's been such a great experience for the private investor and for myself and um, leveraging you know, my time, their resources to do way more than any of us could do on our own. Best ever way you like to give back? Uh, what, you know, this is, this is kind of something new that I've realized as I've gotten into real estate investing, but I really like to teach and I've found that I do that in a very informal way. But as I've been doing this and I've had, you know, some small successes, um, people have just reached out to me, whether it's on bigger pockets or friends or people at the local RIA and just kind of, you know, want to ask me questions. And so we'll just grab beer or a cup of coffee or lunch and um, I'll just kind of point them in the right direction, encourage them, find out what their goals are and and just see, you know, who I can connect them with or what resources I can direct them to or, or what I can share from my own experience to help them get to where they want to be. And I, I thoroughly enjoy that. Best ever quote. Doing a thing well is never trouble. Napoleon Hill said that. What's that mean to you? I think it means to me that, um, you know, sometimes I think for me, I can be really, um, I'm type A, I'm impatient. I like to do things. I like to go fast. And it's a, a really great reminder for me to slow down and take time. Um, if something's important to me, I want to do it well, and especially in my real estate investing business, I want to surround myself with the best people. I want to structure my deals really well. I want to communicate with my investors in the best way possible. I just don't want to rush anything. I want to make sure that I'm doing things with excellence. Andrew, what's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? Not taking the time to uh, find really great people to be on my team, whether that's mortgage brokers or tradespeople or insurance people. You know, again, back to kind of back to the quote, rushing and not really taking time to vet people, check references, check their work, and then just get a good, get that just intuitive sense about them that they're going to be somebody good to work with. And speaking of working with people, what's the best ever place to reach you? 
You can reach me on Bigger Pockets. I'm on there all the time. And I was listening to one of your old podcasts, and the guy just gave out his phone number. So, you know, if your best ever listeners want to call me, 407-247-0177. I love connecting with people and talking real estate and, and whatever. So give me a call, shoot me a text, or find me on Bigger Pockets. Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with best ever listeners and talking about your journey from when you started just last August. That's right. And got going quick, hit the ground running. You know, you have a fix and flip model and then a buy and hold model. You've got the single family that's on the market, crossing the fingers that it's in the 209K range that gets sold at. So you make a good profit there. And then you've got the the duplex where you know, it darn near projects to cash flow at uh, 2%. You know, I think it was like 1.92% whenever I quickly did the numbers on my calculator here. And getting in there, and, and you mentioned a couple sort of life lessons. One is stay true to who you are. Use your the gifts that you were given. Um, and that's what kind of got you unsettled and into real estate. And now you're thriving. And the other is never falling in love with the property. It really is about your goals and knowing and trusting your instincts and not getting completely obsessed with one particular thing, but really having that perspective because it can eat up a lot of your time and money whenever you're you're chasing things that aren't meant to be. And then you mentioned how you got into it by partnering with private investors. I don't think that's something that we we elaborated on a whole lot, but it is an underlying theme for how you've been able to get to where you're at. And that's leveraging friendships and relationships and platforms and speaking to, to people and, and helping them with their goals by providing them valuable deals and, and helping them make a good return on their money. And then um, something um, I didn't know about you, mm-hmm. but uh, whenever you get disappointed, you have a milkshake. <laughs> Yeah, or you know, or a cookie or something, or a cookie or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Apparently, I'm an emotional eater. <laughs> There's something uh, embarrassing about me. That's what I should have said, rather chess champ, right? There you go. <laughs> I'll take smarter than the computer and an emotional eater. <laughs> we'll double dip on that. Well, I use my fitness pal, so I make sure you know I make sure that I balance it out. There you go. This has been just a joy, and I love how we got into specifics of numbers on each of the properties. I I always love it when we do that, and I know the best ever listeners do. So thank you so much for your time. Great getting to know you. Looking forward to staying in touch. And best ever listeners, I will definitely have that link to his presentation in the show notes. So um, you can go check those show notes out. So thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, best ever listeners, and um, God bless. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes, so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever. 